What's up, Benchwarmers? It's a special bonus episode. First bonus episode of 2021. Not going to be the last by, by a long shot, but it's a lot of... I'm so excited to have this this guest on. Jonah, one of my buddies from school, used to be a college football teammate. Hello. And uh, we, we talk a ton about his journey through where he is right now with his fitness company, with him and his wife, Hannah, Jonah Mitchell Fitness. Uh, follow him on Instagram at Jonah underscore... Or Jonah Mitchell underscore fitness. And uh, because that'll become important later if you listen to the episode, listen to the whole thing so you, you hear the partnership and, and the offer that we have for you guys. Uh, follow us on Twitter at FEOTB Pod, Instagram, everything like that. It's all the same. Subscribe to our YouTube channel because we're still trying to, to grow that as well. And, and be sure to listen to our regular episodes every Wednesday from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Unhinged Sports Network. Uh, and we're all over the network. Basically, if you tune into the Unhinged Sports Network, there's very little time that you won't find my voice or Nico's voice or some some semblance of the two of us on there because we're 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 a little bit psychotic with this. But I think I'll fall asleep to your voice. That's uh, I'm, that's an option. I've been told that I have a good voice to fall asleep to. I don't know if that's a compliment or or a detriment. But let's let's go ahead. Let's let's get into. It. Jonah, do you think you can get my boy Jimmy here in basketball shape so he can get, hit some threes? You know, I think I'm gonna get him to dunk on you. Ooh, I would I would pay to see that. <laughs> I'll, if that's what we're gonna go with, I'll go with it. But let's let's go ahead. Let's get into the episode. Beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off, politicians lie and fired What's up, bench warmers? It's a special day. We we mentioned it uh, on our episode during this week that we were gonna have a special guest, and I'm very excited to have him here. I haven't seen him. It's probably been about two years since I've seen him in person. We've been talking a little bit because I mentioned him. He's my trainer at this point, so. Yeah, no, uh, no sodas here, no cookies or anything <laughs> like that. I'm, I'm eating completely clean, clean, and I ate a kale leaf in my car before I got here, just, <laughs> just for you. But we have Jonah Sorry. Mitchell of Jonah Mitchell Fitness. Uh, thank you for being here. I mean, this is going to be a lot of fun because it's going to be a good chance to catch up a little bit and then talk about kind of your journey as well. And, and this is your first podcast as well. So thank you for coming on. No, thank you. I'm so excited. You guys have no idea. <laughs> Been, like, oh, imagining we're excited this. to have you on, man. I'm not, I just met you today for the first time. We've talked a few times, but I mean, I feel like I've seen everything on what you've been able to do and the great program you put together. And I can't wait to learn more about you and have our listeners dive into you as well because um, me and Jimmy are not the best looking people. Well, I mean, he's getting me slimmer. So. Yeah, so, so <laughs> like, we just gotta get Jimmy in basketball shape so we can th- run up, run up and down the floor. So, uh, hopefully, you're on track for that. But yeah, I'm excited to have you on. Man. It's gonna be a good time, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess we'll mention first how, why you're here and, and how I know you. And that was actually I met. I told you before the podcast. You actually didn't know this. Uh, when I was getting recruited by Western, you were a redshirt freshman. And I went over to Mines because that's the closest game that Western played to me. And uh, I saw you make a pretty big play towards the end of that game. Eckler, that was when we had Austin Eckler, who's now the running back for the Los Angeles Chargers. If you're just now tuning into the podcast and haven't heard me mention that before. Uh, <laughs> he basically just decided that he was going to win that flex. game. And, and uh, you had a big play on the defensive end of the ball 
uh, you were a linebacker at that point, which makes sense now. If you saw, <laughs> if if you knew him when when he was mostly on campus, it doesn't really uh, add up to what to where he is now. But that was my first interaction, and then he was. I mean, you you and I played for a couple years because you had two more years of eligibility while I was playing, um, and, and we were you were D line, I was O line. You never we never really went against each other, luckily, because I was on the inside and you were more of an outside lineman but that was where we first kind of got connected and uh I, we, we we were i mean we were i i feel like you thought i was funny which is my probably why you uh allowed me to hang around you as as a young freshman but we're, you're still hilarious i don't know what, what you think you're not funny well i appreciate that but uh yeah so first off i just kind of wanted to uh let you you know give a little bit of backstory as to uh what you what you thought of me because we've heard what Nico thought of me as a teammate and a friend. <laughs> so I'll let you. The, the roasting session can begin or maybe not. Maybe you'll maybe you'll flatter this this lowly little podcast host. <laughs> well, honestly, when I first saw you, and it's not not to be throw jabs or anything, but I was I uh, was like, why are you so small? Because well, I mean, I, I oh, I'm shoot. I'm six two. I'm 6'2". But I think you came in uh, when you were scout, and you had uh, you were on you played tackle for a little while on scout, but then you like bounced from line to line. I played all five positions yeah. because we didn't have Coach On made sure that we had very little. Oh man, so. Coach On! Oh, let's not talk about Coach On. Yeah, we don't have to, we don't have to. <laughs> but it, Jonah's reaction makes sense as to why we only had like five offensive linemen at a time. Oh, so we were all playing scout team as well. That and was yeah, I was a five foot eleven six foot left tackle at one point yeah so it was uh that was a, my initial reaction um but over the years as we kept playing together it was way more i mean like you mentioned earlier i thought you were hilarious like your dry humor and like you, ca- you kind of walk around with a stone face and when you say something funny you don't laugh at it but that is what makes it really friggin funny mm-hmm. uh, but anyway after we after we went uh against each other from time to time i'd go line up on the inside um, you were, you, you, you fought like hell and I could see like, especially towards the end of my career, I would see the frustration, uh, in you for wanting to perform better because I, I, I resonated with that so much. So I, I would pay attention. I was a lot less emotional for own personal defense mechanism reasons. Uh, but I could, I, I knew like even though we haven't stayed connected for a very long time, uh, that we are a lot more alike than I seem to have let on. But again, offense, defense, Jesus, defense, yeah. offense. There you go. Uh, we don't really hang out all that much, but mm. still, when I was hanging out with the lineman, it was always a good time to see you. So I've always liked you, Jimmy. It's been a good good time. I appreciate that. And funny enough, when Nico and I first started playing, we were the two biggest kids on the team. <laughs> And I'll, I'll be honest, I love Jimmy to death, but there were times where he pissed me off a lot. So, you know, I mean, you can't I, be friends. Because I, I, I went up against him so much, mm-hmm. and it was it was that thing where, like, in between the lines when we were against each other, it was annoying as hell. <laughs> but when I had him beside me and we were together, it made our friendship so much more. Yeah. So I, I, I can see where, where you're coming from a little bit. I mean, you can't be, like, friends, especially how long you guys have been friends. Uh, and not hate each other a little bit, you know. Every now and then. <laughs> Every now and then. <laughs> Is it, yeah, 
And like we said before, I'm sitting in between two of the biggest causes of my brain trauma. So if I start <laughs> fumbling words at any point in my life, you guys can expect. And it's funny because it, I, it'll be from my youngest brother now, Ed, who we were talking about. But you guys can expect a letter from my attorney for when I start fumbling <laughs> words. And, and I'll sue you guys for damages for all the brain, the head trauma. I know you do. I know you do. I know. I know. I know you do. We, uh, we don't have to mention that. But yeah, I pride I think myself in not using my head, Jimmy. <laughs> I, well, I I force people to use. That's why Nico didn't like me. That's why I, I feel like that's why people don't like going. Didn't like going against me because I don't play anymore. <laughs> but oh, you were one of those guys. Yeah. Hey, I got the same scar. We, <laughs> exactly. We have the same exact scar. Oh so man. Mess ourselves up together. Those yeah. old helmets, man. Ugh. Oh yeah, they were fun. The the shuts that when they when it got cold and you had the little plastic oh, covering God. on it, it started to cut and it was sharp. Yeah, I was I was lucky and fortunate not to have one of those. Yeah, you ever. always got the good helmet, especially at Western. Yeah. yeah, I had the the Peyton Manning, the old old ass giant oh. one. My first two years <laughs> because they didn't restock on the new helmets. My mm. the the year that I was gonna actually, I mean. I dressed all, all all the years that I was there, but the year that I actually had a chance to get on the field, they still didn't restock. So I was playing against CSU Pueblo against their uh, D tackle that I actually got a look with the Broncos, and he had he could do this to me, and I couldn't even touch like his elbow. That's <laughs> Help. how Help. I am. It's funny because I make fun of myself for being small now, and and a lot of people that I come into contact with, especially working just day jobs, are like what. You're small? I was like, yeah, no. You just see some of the people I hang out with. Yeah. Because you remember Tim. Oh, yeah. Tim's a fridge. No no offense, Tim. You're, you're, I love you to death, but He's it's, a massive man. it's difficult being your friend, especially when you have as big of an ego as I do. You gave me a Napoleon complex, but and that's only funny because he does listen to this show. So oh, that's awesome. Shout Hi, out Tim. Tim. Um, uh, that's, that's funny you bring that up because I always think I'm a small person because mm -hmm. of like we played football and we stood next to dudes who were six five and above all the time so i walk around and around normal people and they're like you're a giant i'm like no i'm i'm a small person yeah. what do you mean but it's just that weird disconnect right. from being a football player and real life yeah i mean we're we basically spend, giants we spend five years around other really high level athletes and then we start to think this is how everybody is yeah and then i see you know uh, one of our colleagues on our net, on the network, Ken from the Bleacher Connection, gets made fun of by Trevor because he's like a he calls him a little leprechaun, or or something like that. He's yeah. That's what. The short little guy. With, yeah. And, and just this little this little Canadian accent was an A and sorry every time. So <laughs> that, that's a good picture. But he's like a, a grown ass man, and he's five eight maybe. Mm -hmm. and I I could never. And I'm only I'm saying that as somebody who who kind of stretches and says that he's you know six six one six two, <laughs> but five eight that's that's a whole nother level. Um, but yeah, so you, you thought I'm you, I was your funny little guy. That's your that's funny what little saying. guy. Yeah, there you In, go. initially, but um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I think now that we've reconnected, I think we're gonna be pretty good friends for a while now. Yeah, no, I, and the reason we reconnected, kind of the reason that we had you on the show. Uh, you are my trainer. I am doing your athlete for life challenge. Um, I'm probably annoying the shit out of people with posting on the stories, but I need to get those points. And we annoy the shit out of anyone with our regular posts. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just not your personal account. Yeah. Our regular account annoys the shit out of everyone. 
Well, now I'm I'm getting up and I'm showing everybody that I'm walking at 6:30 in the morning before I go to work, even though I don't want to. But you are. Uh, I'm doing the athlete for life challenge. It's me and how many other people? Uh, fourteen. Fourteen other, 14 people. other people, and they're all from all over, right? They're not all just in Colorado, or uh, there's a couple in Arizona. No, but yeah, Griggs. Yeah, it's Griggs, mm-hmm. and there's one. Uh, Jared's out in Kansas City, right. uh, but majority are in Colorado. So we're. I'm a part of that group. Um, there, you put out a post a few, probably like a month ago, maybe. Yeah, it's about a month ago get, now trying to get people interested and i saw it i'll be honest i saw it and scrolled past it the first time because <laughs> i was like i don't know the what I, what i'll say is all the nutrition was always going to be where i kind of got hung up on because um the habit that i had was eat as much as i can because i was mm-hmm. so small and try and bulk up that way so that was where i was a little bit hesitant but roxy actually found it and he's like did you see jonah's post i said yeah I kind of thought about it, but I don't know. And she's like, "Well, you might as well just like message him and see what it is. You you can have you can uh, talk to him about it and maybe decide if you want to. And, and it could be good for you, good change. And I'm glad that she did. I'm glad that I listened to her because it is a pretty good change. I feel a ton better than I did uh, when I was just trying to, you know, just do whatever I could on my own. I don't. I like to say that I know a lot about working out, and I I can help in lifts and stuff and and bump numbers up that way but i don't know a whole bunch about the science behind everything like that mm-hmm. and that's where you come in uh you have your degree in exercise sports science from western mm-hmm. which is actually pretty impressive now because that school is getting a whole bunch a whole lot bigger and that program is growing a lot oh yeah so that that was huge um but yeah just i guess we'll start with your background um and and then we'll work our way back to where we got to the athlete for life challenge so uh was this always going to be your plan? Or when you were a kid, what did little Jonah dream of being one day? Um, and, and I think that's, that's where we'll start with this. That's a great question. Uh, little kid Jonah, and I, I hope to come back because there's plenty of those that are hilarious. Because I, I just kind of went around life fumbling, not really doing anything of, that would make sense. But anyway, uh, when, bringing that up, my my mind would always bounce from thing to thing. So first it was an astronaut, then it was uh, a WWE wrestler, which is still one of my top dreams. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay, so. We might have the Fire on the Bench tag team. Yeah, okay. There we go. Okay. And so. I know it's funny enough because I was a weirdo in high school. My junior year when I couldn't play, I had to sit out and then I got surgery. I ended up searching just pro wrestling school in Colorado. And the guy that runs the school happened to be a wrestling coach at Chatfield High School. Really? And then I saw him at a tournament, and he actually just re- recently reached out to me. But it's, we, that could be something. We might have to discuss that in the future. Yeah. yeah. We'll have you two be the tag team, I'll be the shit talker. That, that could be. <laughs> you're, you're the manager that walks up. <laughs> you're the Paul. Yeah, you have the big old brick phone like you used to have. So oh, God. WWE, there we, we got that. Yeah, WWE, uh, and then. Uh, I didn't get into football until uh, second grade, and then um, that's where, I mean, I wasn't, like, thriving. I mean, as a kid, I was short, fat, and slow, so I got put on the offensive line like all short and fat kids get, Uh, but that's where, that was what sparked... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Same. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it happens, you know, so that's where I kind of got introduced. I mean, football was actually the last sport I got put into. It started with soccer and then karate and then some other weird one. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, I got football, and that's where I kind of started to catch my groove. Um, and I carried that all the way through college, obviously. But that's where, like, second grade, probably going to third grade, is like, I'm going to go to the NFL. So that was, like, my big goal that I always thought of, like, growing up. I had no idea I was going to be a personal trainer. I never wanted to be a personal trainer or a coach. Like, did I, you did you like working out when you were younger? Did you were you that kid that did push ups and sit ups and and tried to get to the weight room and stuff? Um, I was not, <laughs> to be totally honest. Yeah. Uh, I I would always like growing up. I had a lack of a better term, shitty stepfather, that uh, was. 6'5", 300 pounds, very strong person who would always tell me, do 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats. So I kind of resented working out for a very long time. Uh, and then I got to high school where it was a much more team, uh, team environment. And that's where, I, that's where I learned to love working out. But I, that was with people. I didn't know how to really work out for myself. So without that, uh, without high school, I really had no, like, function of or understanding of any sort of exercise it was just more like well you gotta do the thing to end up like a shitty person that's kind of how i associated exercise because of that stepfather um so anyway went through high school and um really i was i always struggled with certain lifts never really knew why never had any coaches that really kind of corrected my form even through college i mean i love coach stevens like he's a he's a really awesome guy uh, but he wasn't even the, the head strength coach until, God. I think it it might have been your last year, maybe the year after you left was when he kind of took over as the head strength coach. I think it was my last year mm. when, when he when he took full reins. But we had strength coach after strength coach just come in with a new program and a new program. And I always felt miserable, honestly. Like in, in the team environment of exercise, I felt terrible. I hated going to work out in the gym. Mm. And my knees hurt, my back would hurt, my ankles, everything would hurt. And I always walk away like, oh, I love feeling sore. But then I go under a squat rack and there's 405 pounds under there and my knees are begging me not to do it. But I'm like, well, coach is behind me and it's 20 reps time. So uh, we're gonna do this. And it was awful, miserable. So why I'm bringing up all this stuff is I had no, like when I when I graduated, I personal training or any coaching was the least uh it was it was the furthest thing away from me because i was like screw that i mean i still pursued my professional career after college even though i had a very mediocre college career that was one of the the last conversations i remember having we were in the rec center at western Mm -hmm. and i asked you what your plan was because you were working you're still working out pretty hard um and then you said you were training for a combine you and uh Benegas were kind of on the same similar path. And, and Fuqua. And Fuqua, yeah, trying to figure out if you can continue to play a little bit more. So that was the last last I heard, um, I guess, the last time that I actually saw you. That was the last thing I remembered you saying was you're trying to continue to play. Yeah, so that was two and a half years ago now? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a year. Oh. I think yeah, it, it I think probably it's... was because that was – it was after my redshirt sophomore year, so I still had another okay. season before. I had a season without you, and then um, this last year. Okay, yeah. so yeah, about two and a half years. So I honestly got lucky with that because I still graduated hating fitness, hating working out. Then I got an offer from a guy down in Centennial to train me for my pro day because I had a connection. Of did you ever? I don't think you knew Ty Henry, did you? Uh. 
No, I didn't know Ty. I I knew uh, I know Travis more than I know Ty. I know okay. of I know of Ty, but I never actually met him. So Ty's old high school buddy. Uh, he contacted me after right before I graduated. He said, "Hey, I co- I train people for pro days. Like, would you want to come down and do it?" I was like, "How'd you hear from me?" And my old friend Ty. Uh, he he mentioned you. I was like, "Okay, cool." Now being on the other side and understanding personal training and marketing and reach outs and cold calls, uh, I was just a number. <laughs> He's like, do you know anybody graduating that I could sell? Right. So anyway, he, he got me in there and I, I trained at the, uh, the facility for, oh God, I got down there in December. I trained there for three months from January to March. And in that time I put on 25 pounds um, and that was at my heaviest getting ready for uh, my pro day and my Canadian football tryout. And I felt terrible still. Like I had a bunch of personal trainers that like still wouldn't correct form. And no matter how hard I tried, and this, this is really where I got the fitness bug. Cause being in that environment was super fun. Like I was around athletes who um, were actually really good at football and like the mechanics and, of, and just being fucking phenoms. Right. Um, can I cuss on here? Yeah. Okay, no, cool. we're fine. Don't. We're on the Unhinged Sports Network. You're good. Okay, fantastic. Uh, anyway, so like that was eye-opening because they've been, tr- they've been literally training for this their entire life. Mm-hmm. And I just show up. like I've only done what my coaches have told me. I've never changed anything other than go balls to the wall. So when I get there and I actually have a trainer who's like kind of guiding me but not really correcting anything i'm doing wrong he was like hey this is the science like we're going to build your we're going to make you accelerate faster we're going to make you more explosive but they didn't correct my squat form they didn't correct really anything uh, for me and it's i mean it's not their fault i mean they they came in like this is what they're going to do i was like cool Mm -hmm. the goal wasn't to fix my squat or make me feel better or they didn't want to change any of the foundation that like, cause it's difficult when you tra- try and change somebody's foundation, you basically got to start at the beginning Yeah. and those oh, yeah. guys are in the business of turnover and turnover and as fast. So it does make sense, um, why they didn't take that approach. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't fault them for that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, after that training experience, after the pro day and I got the actual email, like, no, we're, you're, we're not pursuing you anymore. Um, the Canadian Football League? No, yeah. No way. No. Yeah, no way. <laughs> we, don't want, we don't want you up here. It's funny. It was a South African dude, so it was not even an A. It was, oh, it was well, super weird. Yeah, I know that accent, too, because his uh, older brothers, are they grew up for a good portion of time in South Africa. So really? That's a, yeah, that's a good, that, I guess that's a good accent to hear no from. I yeah, it, it wasn't bad. It's it was an like interesting no. It was, it was an emailed video, and oh. I can't impersonate the South African one, but it was like, I'm not even going to try, but it was like, sadly, we'll not be pursuing you anymore. Thanks for your efforts. I was like, okay, like I got the official no. Now, uh, where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. And then I was working out in the same facility and I was like, I don't know what else to do. They offered me a job as a personal trainer and this is where I kind of got into it. But um, yeah, that's, how, that's what really started it all. And then my own analysis of myself as I learned how to train other people, which when I started, I was a terrible, terrible trainer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a difficult thing. It's interesting that you didn't like it and you were pursuing an exercise sports science degree. Yeah. Like you didn't like the science or anything behind it. I, I couldn't stand it. I mean, I didn't like school. Yeah. So I didn't see the transition at all. So I, I barely got through 
most of my assignments, like it was basically like, how much do I need to pass? There you go. And I got that, mm-hmm. and I got the degree. See, so get degrees. See, oh yeah, oh yeah, they did. They, I was only there to play football. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't there to play school. Screw that. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that was a very long-winded answer, but. Yeah, through that, starting my career in a, like a sports performance coach aspect and really analyzing my own movements and why I struggled so long, so for so long in football was like really analyzing my own movements and my own uncomfortableness and my lack of knowledge. I mean, I played football, I, I've lifted weights for over 10 years and I had no idea what I was doing. Right. It took me the last two and a half years of modifying and changing things for myself and really understanding and breaking down the science of everything um, and making it easy for myself to understand mm-hmm. and then applying that, then everything started clicking. So now I am the most athletic I've ever been not playing college football anymore. But now I'm in a flag football league and I am, I am I'm having a ball, That's guys. just not fair. That's so much fun. Six foot three, man. Oh, my God. It's great, and I play tackle, and like it's a, it's everyone goes out for a route, so I'm the chip fucking go out to the flats and take off. I love it. Yeah, it's so much fun. You're faster now too. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like I said, I'm the most athletic I've ever been, not being in a collegiate sport. But I mean, the things happen. So now, my whole goal is to really help people. Like I work really well with former athletes and current athletes, but just because I've been in the seat. And it just kind of like when I say like when I talk to people who want to who don't know how to really um, what's the word I'm looking for articulate their goals like what they want to see because that's a lot that's for maybe for another conversation but like when you start a fitness journey you have to have an idea of what it is going to feel like and what it's going to look like because it's not easy shit's going to come up and you're going to be like everything's going to tell you don't do this. Mm. Uh, so when I had that conversation with people, I say, oh, so you want to build muscle tone and you want to be stronger. You want to feel really good. But yeah. Okay. So to simplify it, you want to look like an athlete. Like, oh yeah. You know what? Yeah. That, that makes it easier to kind of conceptualize, you know? So yeah, that's a, that's it started from wanting to be an astronaut to fucking up my football career to being randomly dropped into a personal training job with no certifications. And now I'm here doing what I love. I mean, sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes yeah. it, it's all all about luck. Um, I would say, I mean, we, we talked about that when we were doing our year-end review episode. We When we first started, we said that we wanted to be on a network, but mm-hmm. we thought that it would take like six months of doing this before anybody would actually notice what we're doing. And then we just so happened to get picked up by um, just dumb luck. Somebody stro- strolled across our page and they're like, hey, you want to get in on this thing? We're all kind of at the same level. Let's Let's go and do it. So... I think the luck part has has a lot to do with it, um, but honestly, I think it's more than just that because there had to be some something at some point to where you were like, well, this is. I feel like you're you're the kind of personality that just likes to help people, but then when you want to help people, you kind of got to build your own mm-hmm. own self up as well. So that it all comes back around, and it's not just working out; it's the habits every single day Mm -hmm. that i think is is the main difference as to what we were getting in college Mm -hmm. and what i'm experiencing now doing doing your training program and and all that kind of stuff it it does 
make a huge difference just by knowing exactly what you want and what you are capable of doing. Exactly. I mean, we were in a scenario, I mean, athletes know this, we're handed a workout book and do the workouts. Don't question it. Get it done. You know, mm. we don't know the science. We don't know why we're doing it. I mean, Coach Stevens, uh, he did his best. And honestly, th when he took over, that was the strongest I'd ever been. Uh, so I'm very thankful for that. For that. But his, his system, he was the only coach I ever like, kind of explained for us. But anyway, we're co constantly pushed these programs to just do them, you know. Mm -hmm. And then you get out of it, and then the fitness industry is like, do this workout, shed body fat, do this workout, this workout, this Take diet. Take this supplement. And Take this yeah. supplement. Like, fucking supplements, man. God. I mean, supplements are great tools, but damn it. I've talked to so many people. I've talked to more people about supplements than I do training. It's ridiculous. So anyway, getting back to like, what, it's so much more than just checking a box and writing down your weight. Like if you can't feel your body doing a, a barbell squat and it doesn't feel, if you don't understand like why you're sitting down and standing up, you're not, you're not doing yourself justice. So that's really why uh, I've been like diving more and more to this. And I, like I said, I'm my own case study. It really took me breaking down what I, what I do on a daily basis and how I got here. So. It's, it's something I, I'm, I'm really, I'm very new and very small in the fitness industry, but I think that over time I'm, I, I'm, I'll help people understand that like it's more than just a workout program. Yeah. And I think the biggest part of everything is that you're not in it to become the next face of the fitness industry. No. That no. could be a nice byproduct. It wouldn't be terrible. And I know you wouldn't turn it down, but. We, we definitely see a lot, a lot of different people are trying, the fitness industry has definitely grown a lot especially recently, I mean, with bodybuilding and different things like that, of a world's strongest man, or whatever it may be, there's so many different aspects to it that makes it so interesting. And mm -hmm. I think you have a great approach to it, especially, um, because, I mean, a lot of us have, you know, have played sports some part of our life, and maybe some of us were lucky to play in college, and like through high school, whatever it may be, but um, having, that, having that different perspective where you've been able to um, take what you've seen in college, take what you've seen in high school in all aspects, and transform that into the next step in life where everyone's are sitting in nine to five jobs, but they still want to be their best. Mm -hmm. I think that's really, really cool. That, that's exactly what it is. It's trying to, fitness is not supposed to be your life. It's my life, but it's supposed to amplify your life. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to portray for most people. Yeah, and um, I guess... I did. I brought it up because you made a post about it earlier in the week. But you were talking about the change in mindset and kind of when you when you got that no from the CFL. What was your initial reaction as to how you were going to move on from that, and what was the what was going to be your first next step? Because obviously, it wasn't necessarily you weren't planning on going into training. But when you got told no and you knew your career was was over, how did you handle that? How did you deal with that? <sighs> So uh, this is a bit of a, I mean, I, I, I rant, so stop me whenever you need. Posti <laughs> yeah, podcast, you're supposed to talk. Okay. Go off, King. Um, <laughs> um, so I've been on a, own my own personal growth journey for, God, since I've been with Hannah for the past three and a half years. Um, so initially when I had that, when I got that, no, I had no idea to, how to really interpret it because it was like, I, I, I got the email, I, I opened, I opened the video and I watched it. I, I just, I just sat there. I was like, okay, it's done. 
but like I had no emotion. Like for some reason, I didn't feel anything. Like it's it's weird. Like to have the pull the someone pull the plug on you, and I had no idea what it was gonna feel like. I I, I always go back to when I was a freshman in college, and the seniors of that year would always say like, "Hey, this shit goes by fast. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it." And I'm sitting there like I'm a freshman. This thing going. This is gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm. It's gonna be a long time before I'm there. But then again, you're in that seat, and you're crying because it's your last game tomorrow. And then, then I had I had all those fe- those feelings already when I had my last game, and then I go back and I'm like, oh, there's another chance. But then I actually had that no, and then there was no sadness anymore. There was no, because I already had that emotion. Mm-hmm. So anyway, why I reference the, the personal growth is I've been trying to uncover a lot of my own defense mechanisms and how I deal with things emotionally, and it's been eye-opening to kind of see how I deal with stress and sadness and frustration. So I, I turn into this very stoic person that kind of buries it and like, oh, no, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I don't, it didn't bother me. So when I finally got that no and I sat there looking at the screen, I just, I just, the only question, I was like, what the fuck do I do now? And then I got the call for the, to do the offer to become a trainer and I was like, I have no other fucking plan. So this is this is it. I, I guess we'll we'll ride this out and see what happens. Because I was surrounded by trainers who were very successful at that job, and I was like, I want to be them because they were all former athletes who had found their groove. I was like, okay, maybe this is supposed to work out this way. Right. And that was one of the most stressful times I've ever been in because, like I said, I was a terrible trainer around a bunch of trainers who've been doing it for a lot longer. Yeah. So. I got told no, that I got pushed into a stressful situation that made me feel like I wasn't worth a damn. So, and I stayed there for six months because I had, I had no training. Like I didn't know how to be a trainer. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any certifications. I was basically pulling everything out of my ass. Yeah. And all I had was football programming. Right. So yeah. it, was, it was a lot of like, what the hell do I do? I don't know how to do anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at anything else. I, all, all I have is football. And it took a lot to kind of reprogram that and fall in love with something that I wanted to resent. Like, being a trainer and a coach was awful. I was going to say, you kind of had to take your – with your stepdad in that situation, you took something that you, re, you associated with the worst part about your life and you turn it into what, is, what your life is going to be. Definitely. So it, it, I under, it, it makes sense that it was difficult. It yeah. makes sense that it, it was hard and it was not something that just came, came about overnight. You said you've been working on this program for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So it, it definitely makes sense as to why it was such a struggle. I think it, it was the biggest struggle is because I had to look inwards. And, I, I mean, as my experience as a trainer, everyone's always looking for the quick fix the, the band-aid over the gushing wound. Mm. I mean, I, I, I still have to work on that. It, it took me to say, like, okay, I'm doing something, I'm doing something wrong. Because, like, my football career showed it. My college career showed it. Like, I was getting mediocre results in everything I tried at. Because that's what my standard was. Mediocrity. Even though in my head, I was like, yes, I want to be the, the Division One athlete, All-American, all this stuff. But 
my actions didn't align with my my thoughts. It's a lot easier to say it than it is to. Go it's ahead a lot, and do yeah. It. yeah. And fucking hindsight's twenty twenty. All my coaches like, all right, are you stay at twenty minutes after practice to work on something? Like, no, I've been out here for two and a half hours. I'm going to go play video games and eat dinner. Mm-hmm. But like, we don't we don't we don't understand that in the moment because we have to become somebody who we're not, and that's always so difficult. So I was someone I wasn't supposed to be for a long time until I kind of put my foot down and I've had a lot of these experiences in my life where I said enough is enough and um, don't want to get too heavy but like the, the mo- when I started noticing like that enough is enough kind of thing is when I was suicidal in high school and I, I didn't handle that this, the best way but after I kind of came out on the other side I, that was the first time I ever noticed. I said, "All right, enough is enough. My happiness matters." Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. That, that there's been other lessons that we could save for another conversation. Yeah. Um, that was a, enough. Was enough. Was in my first personal training job when I was awful. I sucked. I, I stayed there for six months, underproducing, being mediocre because I just I wasn't confident in myself. So I had to quit that job. I took two months off and I got four certifications. Uh, and really built up my foundation. And then that's where it goes into all my programming now. Like, we have to build your foundation. You can only build as high as your foundation is deep. Mm-hmm. And if you build on a weak foundation, quick fixes, fucking band-aids, then people wonder why it's h- hard to do uh, a fitness journey because they don't, they don't invest in, they don't look inwards enough. I think I got off track. <laughs> no, it, it makes sense. It's something that, you know, I've I've kind of been dealing with. I don't. You probably actually don't know this, and and the listeners who haven't listened to my old podcast, the when it was center of attention. Um, so I actually I was airlifted my senior year. It was week three of the season. We were going to Alamosa. It was that week, and I got airlifted from Gunnison ER to Grand Junction. You posted about that recently. Didn't yeah, you? I, I it was it was I almost you know. It almost died, internal bleed for three days. Kind of the same thing. I, I have the same sort of defense mechanisms that you do. I'm starting to realize, like, <clears throat> when something bothers me, it's more of a I'm going to just push through it. And, and we were always told when by, by the coaches, like, if something hurts, it's working. <laughs> so keep pushing through it, and it won't hurt after a, a while. So looking, like, I, I get. I think that's one of the bigger parts about this program too. Is when you look into yourself and you have to find that deep place that you don't want to be in. Once you can open that up and start unpacking a lot of that, it helps every other part of your life. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think um, that's why I wanted you on. That's why I feel like that's why I approached you initially because I feel if we have listeners that are kind of struggling like that or or people who are watching. Or if somebody randomly stumbles across this when it's getting replayed on, on the network and they're struggling like that, this is going to be kind of that, that kick in the ass and go, hey, it's not just you. There's a lot of things that a lot of people go through and, and it's not easy to get past it. But if you can kind of focus yourself maybe through fitness or, or through diet, just being regimented like that, you can you can get through a, a lot of dark shit. And that's that's one good thing. That's what I've always credited the weight room as. It's the Rock says it's his iron therapy. And and uh, up until recently, when I started actually going and talking to somebody, that's what I used it for. Mm-hmm. It was just so I can go clear my head. Because when I was tired, I knew that I wasn't anxious about anything, wasn't stressed about anything like that. So I I totally get what you're talking about that. And I think that's one of the main 
main things that will draw people that draw that you draw people in nobody had to sign up for this athlete for life challenge there wasn't anything that we get for doing it other than getting to experience your your new training program that you got through but like you didn't you you basically just asked everybody to volunteer for six weeks of a training regiment when we haven't been i mean i haven't been a regimented athlete for almost a year now and and there's a lot of other people that i know haven't really been that regimented so it's it makes sense what what you're talking about i don't think that I think you explained it pretty well as to what you were able to do with your fitness and, and how it was able to help you grow as a person too. Yeah. Because it's not just being a meathead trying to get big and look good for look good on camera. Hey, I mean, those goals are very valid. If you want to do it, I'll help you. But it's more. It's more. You're just not doing 21s for an hour. Like, ugh, miserable. Uh, but, I mean, the first assignment in, in the challenge, you, you remember what it was? It was the uh, what worked and what didn't. No, no, right? no. the f- very first assignment before the challenge even started. Would it come up with goals? Nope. I can't remember that. What was the lie you tell yourself? Oh yes, yeah, yes. And it was all yeah, the the lie that you tell yourself. That was that was an interesting one. Yeah, and you'd be surprised. Like you've never asked yourself that. I I never asked myself that. So, and you have to be kind of vulnerable to share that. But once you let kind of let, expose that vulnerability, then there's room for more expansion. And you've let go of something that's been holding you back. So, like I said, fitness, nutrition, mindset, it's all, there's so much more than just doing the workout. And, like, that's, that's where I found the true love in this, is really my own personal self-development like you said, finding a regimen that you could really stick to and you can control as much as you can. Mm-hmm. But as long as you stick with that, you prove to yourself that you are not the piece of shit your brain tells you that you are, which a lot of people deal with. Yeah, I, I think that's something that's super common. And and there's a lot, like, con- motion, I think motion helps in just getting everything moving in, in a certain direction is really big on on how people are able to kind of overcome that that lie that they tell themselves, that reason why they're never going to get to the goal. Like, it's nice to have the goal. Like you were saying about the D1 athlete. I'd love to have abs and, like, I'd love to be Ryan Reynolds, like, look like Ryan Reynolds. But I also just like to say that I'd love to look like Ryan Reynolds. Maybe I don't want to do everything Mm -hmm. that it would take to get there. So, um, yeah, I, I think that this, that whole, that way of looking at training is what, is going to continue. I think that's why Jonah Mitchell Fitness has gone where it has. And I know most you're going to give a lot of credit to Hannah, I'm sure. Oh, because man. when I first approached you, you were like, "Yeah, let me talk to yeah. let me talk to Hannah because she's going to help figure out like she she has a better understanding of everything that's going on here." Yeah. Well, like you guys mentioned, like you're the business end and you're the broadcaster. Hannah's the business end. I mean, I I'm I'm learning. Don't get me wrong, but Whenever she's like talking to me about marketing and budgeting, I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna go coach. I'll see you later. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the most business savvy person either. I'm not nowhere near where I should be, but I do like. I mean, I think the mental aspect of everything nowadays is, is so huge. I think mental health and all that uh, it should be included with the fitness industry mm-hmm. because when it comes to working out, when it comes to um, running or, or playing sports or whatever it may be. We, 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 it kind of gets take, gets put back a little bit in my opinion. I think we don't see it as much because, I mean, it's not coach's fault this happened, but mental mental health isn't really coached as much anymore. 
Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. It's kind of taking a step back. And um, when you're when you work out, you should be doing it because you love doing it. You should be doing it because you want to be a better person. It help looking wise, not only that, but it, inside as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just a fantastic thing that you you've grown with John Mitchell Fitness and been able to do all that because I mean that's something that everyone should work on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not something that only a few people should be doing here and there. It doesn't matter what stage in your life, mental health is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, you should always be in the right mindset. You should always be striving towards something in the end. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like, like you said, you don't have to have the goal to look like Ryan Reynolds or fucking Thor or yeah. Or that's what's a one. yeah? What's a what's a Henry Cavill? He was super. Henry Cavill. Oh man, that's my, that's my man. The Rock and Henry Cavill or Cavill, whatever the hell, however you say his name. I'd need um, to go see The Rock's Doctor. That's what I would like to see. Oh my god, I, I I wonder if he's on TRT or HRT. Anyway, um, it all it, like it, it is mindset, but it, like you don't have to have these crazy goals. Like it all, like, you have to believe. In yourself, and that's so cliche to say, right? But there's a reason for that. Like a cliche is a cliche because like it's it should just be widely known, but it's so it's forgotten because the grind is what's supposed to be sexy, the 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 abs, the the what shows sex sells, but talking about how shitty you feel about yourself doesn't sell. When in reality, it's kind of the reverse. The more you kind of are vulnerable and kind of expose your own issues, the more people can connect and really this is where you share bonds. Like this is why I want to do the challenge in most most of my training now in a team aspect because everyone's striving for the same thing, mm-hmm. and it just needs a little bit of a little guidance. Like that's my thing. I want to lay out the map and make it easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is you. You do make it fairly easy and we have weekly calls on this challenge and everything like that um i got voted team captain i was not expecting to be (laughs) the first person that they got that got switched to team captain it was it was a little bit surprising there but i think that that helps Uh, but when i said that i was interested did you have any hesitation about letting me in none what, what were your initial thoughts i was excited i mean most mostly everybody who asked me to be in the challenge i was I was stoked for because again, like they all they all related to being a former athlete and not having that structure. So when when I got your message, I was I was honest, I was happily surprised. I was like, hell yeah, I get to help Jimmy. Yeah. And then uh, I had, I mean, I obviously had an idea of what you were looking for, which again, I, I kind of sell you what you want, but then when you get in the program, I kind of give you what you need, and then. The relationship is just going to grow from mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean. So when I got that first message, I was I was very excited. I mean, when I put that out there, I was horrified. I was I was so scared. Yeah. <laughs> I posted it. I was like, no one's going to want to do this. Ever, they're going to look at me. They're going to fucking laugh. But the the feedback I've gotten so far has been really awesome. And yeah. Yeah. I, I think a good thing. Like I know this is kind of cliche a little bit, but like leap of faith. Yeah. Uh, with, I mean, I always go back to into the Spider Verse, believe in faith. You don't know what you're gonna get yourself into. Oh, if we start like, talking comic books, he's gonna. Yeah, dude, I mean, don't you like, dare like, hit my nerd button. Us, like I was so worried at first about hearing my voice and trying to figure all that out and putting content like putting a podcast and having my friends from school or whatever be like, whoa, why the hell is he doing a podcast? What the hell is he doing? Blah blah blah, stuff like that. And then after I started getting into the right swing of things and Jimmy and I's great partnership, like. 
people are starting to attach me. Wow, what you're doing is fantastic. I love listening to you, and and I was so worried about how my friends would would have thought about it. And then after I took that leap of faith, quote unquote, it's been smooth sailing ever since. Mm -hmm. I think we mentioned that a little bit at the beginning. I was like, I was looking back at my posts from a year ago. I was like, yeah. God, this is this is bad. Oh yeah. But I mean, I I was when I first started doing all this this fitness stuff, I was horrified. I was so scared what my friends were going to think. That, I mean, I, I I've you, I've always kind of been the the butt end of of the joke for a lot of my friend groups. Yeah, that was the running joke that Coach Van Grohl never thought you and Hannah were actually going to work out. <laughs> really? Yeah. I kept, That's so funny. I don't know if he actually, I, I guess I didn't know if he told you, but uh, everybody, you'd be like, yeah, no, I, I'm, I think Hannah's the one, and then you'd walk out of the room or something, and Van Grohl would be like, that ain't fucking, <laughs> it's a college relationship. I was like, I don't know, they, they seem to like each other, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You were you are kind of you were kind of easy easy bait just because I don't know that's the that was the other thing about the the, the team aspect and, and like the weight room is that it's not really like an uplifting place we more more or less just go after each other which is great being competitive is great and mm -hmm. it, it has its place but I think that's the main thing that I'm seeing now and that's kind of when I was playing I, and I wanted to be a leader I felt like I had to be the asshole that. Yes, I'm gonna be out here for 20 more minutes, and if you're not out here with me, then I don't I don't have time for you. You you can go go kick rocks. But now, that was the thing with all these people. I don't know if that's how they're gonna to want to move forward. So I've mm -hmm. I've taken more of a a positive approach. Like you messaged today, you actually messaged me and the other. There's two teams in the challenge. You messaged me and the other team captain. Like you guys are the only ones who filled out the assignment. You guys got to get people to do it. And I I've had that initial thought like get your asses in gear, let's go, let's let's get this thing done. And then I took a step back and then like, if I would have had maybe like a more uplifting coach, would I have had a better time in some of the areas that I feel like I struggled in? Mm -hmm. So I think it goes back to fix, feeling like learning what you need in yourself and then pushing that out towards everybody. So I think that's another great thing that I've I've kind of been recognizing a little bit more as I've continued to, to do this. We're only a couple weeks into the into the challenge, but it, it's definitely a shift from the environment that the team was, or the, the teams I've been on were, where it was really macho, tear each other down, try and, try and pull pull yourself up above somebody else just by, by competing with somebody. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that kind of goes back to, uh, not back to, but that reminds me of how I kind of, in that similar boat, like I, I, the older I got, I mean, Coach Baines and Coach Van Grohl, they always kind of like pushed me into leadership roles, which in my head, I never understood why, because I was always quiet. And the reason why I was kind of the, the laughing stock or the, the easy to, to pick on, because I was just so nice. Mm -hmm. I, I was never like, I would never like come back at anyone who made fun of me. I was just laugh. I mean, that's another defense mechanism that I had was just like, ah, it doesn't bother me. Keep making fun of me. Ah, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, as we go like through the leadership and like why I kind of decided like hey, you know what let's make people team captains like it's not just all me this is a, a group environment understanding like you pointed out like if I had something if I had this better version maybe this would have been a better experience mm -hmm. and that's how I think like when I was kind of forced into the leadership role not even forced like they encouraged me to do it but I never took it because like I'm not a leader I I don't I don't fit that role at all but that's what I kept telling myself. That's interesting that you say that because honestly, you, 
and there's you and Eckler were the two that were just like the most natural in my time at Western were the two most natural leaders that I think I played with. That is and it, you surprising. Were, it's mainly because you were just friends with every you anybody can go to you with anything mm-hmm. like you were always open and i think that's one of the big reasons why van Grohl and bain saw that in you and that's why they pushed you to be the leader because they saw that people were just gravitating towards you anyways yeah and i wouldn't believe them like th- like I, i'm genuinely su- still surprised that you said that because i still in my head i had this natural aversion i'm like no this is not who i am let me curl up inside my little ball mm-hmm. and be like the person who just gets who does really well and get his job done um that that was always my thing get my job done don't do anything extra get the job done so i mean thank you for for saying that that helps me uh, i'm trying to embrace like i don't want to be the person who's like the rah-rah in the middle who's gonna or who's gonna fucking grab you by the shirt and bark at you yeah like i'm i'm definitely i want to be the lead from the front and like do as I do, and I don't want to be like the person who says like. There's a couple leaders I've I've been across in my football career who would talk a big game, but then they go out and kind of get bitched on the football field. <laughs> I'm just like, see, I don't like that. So uh, it's definitely something I'm uncomfortable with. But like in this whole process, like I'm I've been uncomfortable. But that's that's another going back to the understanding, like looking inward and and growing like you kind of have to get uncomfortable with yourself to get to the comfortable part that you want to be at i wish i could just snap my fingers and everything would be just fucking easy but it's not it it all has to start with you and and getting rid of these beliefs like i'm not a leader it's like i am a leader in my own way i am i am i would try my best to to not be an imposter in those areas, you know, because that's what I kept telling myself. Like, if I if I step up and be the asshole, then I'm an imposter because I would be because I'm not an asshole. That's just not how I do things. It's a fear. It's almost like a fear of failure. Yeah, and that that I mean, and then you boil it down to the bare bones. It's a fear of failure, and mm-hmm. everyone's f- fucking scared of failing. Yeah, but you gotta fail a few times. I mean, like I said, I failed for six months before I even got my feet wet in training, and I still failed for another year. Until I felt confident enough to be like, okay, this is what actually works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of what actually works, let's talk a little bit about Jonah Mitchell Fitness. We mentioned that you and Hannah run it um, together. How is that going? Because you guys did recent. You guys have been married, but it is kind of recent. You mentioned before you haven't had to sleep on the couch, which not is great. once. It's you're, awesome. You're doing good in that <laughs> regard. Um, but how is it working with Hannah? And um, how did you guys kind of come up with that idea that you guys were going to do this thing together? So I had no, uh, you know, a lot of things I do. I had no idea that I was going to do it. <laughs> uh, but I had no like motivation to ever start my own business or really do any of this like Jonah Mitchell Fitness just kind of happened because of COVID mm-hmm. um, and I got furloughed from my personal training job at 24 Hour Fitness but Hannah was really the big motivator because she's always been an entrepreneur and for those of you who don't know Hannah is my wife we've been married since August and I am incredibly in love with that woman um, but because of her it, I have a, a lot to thank her for where I am now she saved me because if I would have not pulled my head out of my ass one i wouldn't be married to her i probably wouldn't still be with her if it wasn't for her like really telling me to kind of get my shit together 
but like her being that motivator, she grew that motivator for me. She grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. Like her dad owns his own business, and his his sister owns her own business, and then their dad owns his own business. So they've all had, like she's she's just bred to own her own business. Mm-hmm. But she, we are polar opposites in how we do things. She's the planner, the organizer, the the wait till the time is right, which is totally. <laughs> This is my this is my podcast, you know, partner. You guys are married, aren't yeah, you? Pretty much, podcast <laughs> marriage. Uh, yeah. Well, and then I'm the total opposite, where I'm just like, fuck it, I'm gonna dive in head first and hope to God I don't die figuring it out. So that's kind of how it was. I was like, I'm not working, and I have a lot of knowledge that I want to give, so I'm just gonna dive in. And Hannah had her full time job. She she worked at Western for a long time, and she was like, okay, well, have fun. I kind of have to focus on this, so you do you. So I, for a long time, I was doing it by myself for at least the first eight, nine months. It was just Jonah Mitchell, um, which was rough because I hated social media. I still hate social media, but... It's not easy. It's but. a necessary tool, mm-hmm. and it's been working. You know, Especially I get... Especially with both of our industries. Yeah. yeah. Like, you just got to it, take what you get. And uh, so I've had to get better at that. And when Hannah started kind of coming on a lot more, it wasn't easy, to be totally honest, because like we had our, our relationship, our marriage, and we didn't, we, I mean, I started the business before we got married, but she didn't really start coming on full force until after we got married, so we had like Hannah and Jonah, Hands and Jones, 2020, um, and we had, we had no idea how to kind of work together in a business when it first started mm-hmm. because I had this idea because I was like I was just constantly doing research of other coaches in the industry and how they kind of set things up so when Hannah would come in not really knowing what I've been working on for months uh, and she would have her own ideas and she kind of like start taking things and doing different things I, I would kind of I would get upset at her because I had no like there was no communication because we had no idea how to do it it was like basically being in a new relationship yeah. and we both we both brought our baggage into how a business should be ran, and for the first kind of couple months, it was like, okay, things are going good, we have an argument about it, and then we stop talking about it, then we kind of figure it out, and then we get another argument about the same exact thing, and then we had to really kind of, it wasn't until the last couple, like month and a half, two months, um, where we finally found like the, the missing piece, where like we were butting heads, like there was something that just wasn't clicking, mm-hmm. and we just kept going like, at each other, at each other, over and over again. And then it didn't come. To, it had to come down to like, all right, what are you good at? What am I good at? And I'm I'm good at coaching. She's like, I'm good at business. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I hate marketing and doing all that crap. I, back office. I don't want to do my own accounting. And she never made me do my own accounting. Thank God. That's good. Because that was rough. So it, it had to come down. Like after we had so many arguments about stupid shit, it was dumb. Like every argument, it's dumb. You don't need to fight about it, but you don't know that until afterwards. Uh, and it was after we had to draw the line and saying, like, okay, well, this is what I'm good at, so I'm going to focus on that. And then she quit her job and allowed me to focus solely on coaching. And so now she handles all the back office and client experience and marketing. And that helps me a lot. It takes a load off of my shoulders. So it, it took a it took to to boil it down it took a long time to really make it work and even with those arguments i still have yet to sleep on the couch well, <laughs> yeah I, I think that's another interesting point of it because uh it, listening to that story i was just kind of running the similarities between how 
our this show was because I did have my own show mm-hmm. and we terrible name all that kind of stuff wasn't great wasn't good at any of the social media I think my Twitter page for that one probably had like 10 followers if that it's my Twitter page now uh, <laughs> but it it was like and then when Nico came on, and we did have a few arguments, and there, we had a couple of moments where we just were pissed off for whatever reason because I thought, you know, I think I was a little bit insecure of how bad it was before. Mm-hmm. And then when it started to get better, and I saw that it wasn't necessarily all of me making it better, it is a little bit difficult, especially when you have a relationship with somebody that you go into business with. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, both Bill, Jimmy, and I, we, like, like our backgrounds, I still don't know how to do the recording. I still don't know how to mix things together. Jimmy is fantastic with that. And then, I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to work on marketing because, I mean, my background is marketing slash sports management. So, like, I know about the business side of sports technically a little bit. Not, I mean, I'm not, I'm no expert at all. I don't know, <laughs> I'm no expert. But I know marketing a little bit too and that, that kind of, it helps us feed off each other. And you, you and your wife definitely have that too because, um, once, once, I, once I was able to join with Jimmy and be able to rebrand and get everything going, like I said, it took a lot. Of, there's a lot of bumps in the road. We had a terrible logo. We, we had like 10 different names that all were bad. I mean, <laughs> there's there a lot of bumps in the road that we were able to get through, but I mean, we're, we're definitely on the right path now. I and mean, you guys as well, I mean, you guys have grown to what you are now. And I mean, you're farther ahead than we are, much farther ahead than we are. And, I, and you guys have done a fantastic job with all that. Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, we're not much farther. I mean, what? You got you guys got started two we, months we ago? We started in August was when this show end first, August, yeah. first end, end of August. Yeah. I started in April. Well, you are not that far behind. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think that this will just be beneficial for the both of us. Because, oh, yeah. It's going to be yeah. good. We did, We obviously have a lot of sports fans, and sports fans do like to, to get in shape and, and say that they go to the gym, so that'll be beneficial um my goal is to get those sports fans who like to say i could run against lebron or any anyone they watch on tv and actually believe that not just say it that that's my goal shoot for lebron you might end up as like a jr smith or something like that <laughs> Where you just what, you and then you get friends like you become LeBron's best friend. He just takes you everywhere with him. That'll, that's all you need. You just gotta be right in the shadow. You gotta it's have nice a good comfy. best friend. That's that's what it is. That's that's the key to success. Is what we're saying. Have a good have a good best friend. Uh, what are some of the benefits of working with Hannah? Obviously the entrepreneurial stuff. But is there, you know, is there anything else that you've kind of noticed that that you probably wouldn't have if you guys didn't start to go into this together? I get to sleep with the. The boss. <laughs> you never have to worry about a promotion. No, no, no. That's that's a good part. Um, you know, it's it's made our relationship grow a lot stronger. If I'm being totally honest, I mean, a lot of people. Man, this is another conversation that I feel a lot of people should hear. Uh, but before Hannah, I was in a very very rough relationship for f- five total years. It was an on and off thing, but. Uh, it was very toxic and very uh, unsupportive on both ends. Like I, I'm not, I'm no saint. I was, I had, I, I, I had fault, and um, that's what I thought w- how relationships were supposed to work. And until I started dating Hannah, and we we worked out our relationship stuff, and like our relationship was very strong, and we went into business together. It was, it's really cool to be able to plan our life and our goals 
in the aspect of a business. So, like, we have hard cutoff times, like 5 p.m., no, no more business Yeah, talk. I was going to say that was your first... Yeah, well. like, yeah, like, this is... I'm breaking the rule right now for you guys. Uh, but, like, we had to, like, once we kind of, like, again, drew the line, like, this is your job, this is my job, and then we, like, were aligned in everything, it has just expanded. Like, things start to... Op- more doors have opened. And from... How the hell are we going to move out of her parents' house has turned into when, like, how soon can we move out of her parents' house? Mm-hmm. Uh, and having those other goals just kind of open when we, when, after we kind of put egos, whatever you call it, behind, uh, leave them at the door, it's just so expansive. Like, we're just scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it just feels great. To have my best friend, who's also my wife, who's also my business partner, and to go through the hiccups that we did and now come out on the other side aligned and like everything we do, everything we act in is the same, and we know that we see the goal. It's uh, it's truly it's hard to put in words, and it just it just feels really fucking good. <laughs> I mean that's a that's a good way to put it. I mean that's that's really all you can all you can really ask for. Right? Yeah, man. That's that's basically all you gotta focus on every 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 day. Every day is this is this is my partner in life and business and and all that kind of stuff. And and that's that's what you guys have done. And that's why I think people are starting to take notice of you because it has. I mean, I, I, we don't have to get into specifics, but I'm sure like once you guys shed it, shed the arguments and everything that you had probably just took off from there and it was just it ended up being like super easy right oh so much easier yeah god my life is so easy when i like just have to when i go go home from training i don't have like 30 messages to read and hannah's already read them and sent them all the information and all i have to do is like get them on board i'm like yes you're just the talent you're you're the i'm just the face yeah uh one of my my mentors he he puts it uh because he has a business partner too um he uh his name is jason he's the head he's the wizard uh he's the big head in the wizard of oz and then uh michael he's the guy behind the curtain pulling all the levers and that's i'm the big head and hannah's pulling all the levers (laughs) Uh, it makes sense it makes sense um all right if you do end up coming on, you got to try and convince Hannah that she should come on. Oh, I'd, I'd love to hear some of the stories from her perspective as to why you guys were fighting and all that. It's kind of so stuff. great because it's so com- it's two completely different things, mm-hmm. and it's and I, I'm going to try and convince her. Like, um, I invited you to my Facebook group. We're going to have more yeah, you did. Um, stuff uh, on that. So, uh, shameless plug: add me on Facebook if you want to see me and Hannah do cool stuff about fitness. Anywho. Um, that's what we're all. That's what. The, also, you're supposed to rant on podcasts. You're supposed to plug as many things as you have. Oh, Fair shameless enough. plugs! Don't worry about it. Do all <laughs> that good stuff. Good. Just good, make good. sure that you mention us when you shamelessly plug your stuff. Yeah. Anywhere else that you say, he's like, yeah, you no. Know, and these guys. And these guys. <laughs> I do. I had a pretty cool conversation with these guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and kind of get into the the bones of what our partnership is going to be. Because uh, far end of the bench and Jonah Mitchell Fitness, you, you're going to get a far end of the bench basketball jersey because we got a rec- men's rec league. I'm going to be the coach. 
I'm not running up and down the court. I don't know. Jimmy's going to be. I don't Jimmy. know what he thinks, but I'm not built for that shit. <laughs> Jimmy's the one going to be chirping the refs for us. So. Yeah. That's fine. I'll play defense only. I'm not going to score. I promise. That's, that's, he knows I'm an offensive liability. I'm there to. <laughs> I got five fouls in me, and if I don't hit my. Well, nothing goes smoothly on the far end of the bench. This is okay. why we are the bench warmers. But uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and reiterate just to make sure that everybody understands. Uh, let's explain a little bit of the partnership that we we, we reached out to you initially uh, because I was I knew I was going to do the challenge and, and I felt like this would be a pretty beneficial opportunity for the both of us. Uh, so let's kind of explain what we're offering for the, the bench warmers that are listening. Yeah, so... Uh we're uh, just partnering up. To, uh, well, honestly, we're both growing brands, and we want to just kind of expand our reach as much as we can. Uh, my whole goal is to help as many people as I possibly can. So if you kind of relate to the things I've, I've spoken about and uh, being a former athlete or wanting to look like an athlete or are a current athlete, you don't have to fit that criteria. But if it's something that sounds like it'd be interesting to you, uh, the partnership is really something that's just going to help us grow and and uh, Im- improve our experiences together and what we do for, for a living. Um, so m- the offer is um, you follow my Instagram account at Jonah Mitchell underscore fitness, I believe. Yep. And then the far end of the bench Instagram um, and you tag us and share the post uh, and follow us. Then I will give you a free essentially consultation, a free consultation uh, really in-depth one-on-one look at what you're currently trying to do, uh, your goals, your your current uh, trajectory, and I'll uh, give you your next 30 days uh, uh, how to uh, really accomplish your goals. I have a lot of free stuff that I, I give to people that help kind of make it a little e- easier on them. Uh, and yeah, so all you got to do is uh, follow us, share the post, and be like, hey, I want my free stuff. And then I got you. At FEOTV Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, um, thank do, you. You have, do you have a Twitter as well? Uh, I think it's just Jonah M. Fitness on Twitter. Okay. So okay. if you want to grow my Twitter for me, I don't know how to use Twitter. <laughs> so well, I'll hand to help you with that. Then. Yeah, Hannah doesn't know Twitter. <laughs> it's a lot of snark. I don't know. That's why, that's why I, I, well, I mean, I say I'm successful on it, but I, I'm just coming off a 12-hour Twitter ban. So maybe I'm not as successful <laughs> as, I, as I think I am. Just, maybe the snark is not as accepted as I think it is. But uh, Just watch the words you use, like hate. Hate is bad. But I do hate the Steelers. <laughs> that's a valid point. I hate the Raiders, and now I'm going to get banned on Twitter. Well, you know, oh, I, hate, I hate the Raiders too, did. so yes. I hate the Raiders as well. Fan, he's a Broncos fan. I saw the Romanowski jersey. Oh, I, that's yes. one of my favorite Romo. Oh, man, you can talk about Romo all day long. Yes. <laughs> We're going to have to continually, like, we, we want to have you back. We think that it could be beneficial. Maybe have a, a discussion about different aspects that, that we, you want to focus on because I think that that would be something, uh, like we said, we're just both trying to grow our brands at this point. And you're like you said you're a little bit farther ahead of us than than where we are now but we uh, i think we have a a ton of crossover with our listeners and the people who would probably be looking at you to to get them in shape and everything like that Um, and it's totally different than a lot of different personal trainers that you could look at or workout regimens that you could try and start on your own Um, you you fully embrace the fact that you're not your clients aren't going to be perfect there's going to be slip-ups there's going to be days where it probably just don't I, either you can't do the right things or you just want I just want a soda one day like just I just want that little sugar fix and maybe like 
What I what I've noticed because there have been a couple of days while, while I've been doing your regiment that if I do go and grab a soda like I'm having a craving for one, I drink like a quarter of it and then I just I'm done with it because I'm almost to the point where I don't have that. I was pretty addicted to caffeine and sugar for a good portion. I'm still addicted to sugar. Don't worry, that didn't go away. It doesn't go. It, it doesn't go away. Oh. Everyone's got a little bit of a sweet tooth. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of sweet tooth, but yeah. But you you fully embrace the fact that. Not everybody's going to be perfect, but you don't have to be perfect to achieve some of the things that you want. As long as you continually work to get better and do better than you did the week before, I think that you're, you're proof that you're able to, to change and basically do whatever you want to do with your health and your fitness. Because like you said, you were 245 pounds, now you're 200 Went from a 2X down to medium, medium <laughs> which is shocking. I didn't realize the lineman came that small. <laughs> Talk about, why are you so small? <laughs> Just because you can look at the top of my head doesn't mean I'm small. Um, yeah, man. It's, um, I, 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 nobody's perfect. I don't, I don't expect people to be perfect. I count on people to have off days mm-hmm. because it's the off days and how we treat those off days is where we lose our... Our motivation or consistency it's super it sucks when you go do well for such a long time and you have one slip up and you're like fuck it that that's that's it it's like no I mean just account for it and get back on the horse understand what you're trying to do and really just I mean be okay with being not okay <laughs> that's a great way to put it um, and I and I think that there's gonna be a ton more uh, people that are going to be reaching out, maybe not even just for the, the free consultation, but just in general, because there's, I mean, if, if you follow Jonah's Instagram account and on Facebook, he does post videos, he, he does have scheduled stuff, you're doing a live tomorrow, right, talking yeah. about kind of the similar things that we've been talking about tonight, but you kind of, you have a good way of mixing up the topics that you talk about, but all the topics that you've mentioned are, could be applicable not just in, in fitness, but it's mainly, it's a lifestyle. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily just a workout regimen. Correct. So there you go. Yeah, cool. 100%, man. It was great having you on, man. Because, like, I mean, obviously Jimmy's going through your program, but, like, I feel like just sitting here and getting to know you for the past hour or so, whatever, I mean, like, I feel like I'm already entrenched in all this already. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely probably going to jump on eventually, but I definitely encourage our listeners to join in with you because, like we said, man, there's going to be times where you may be down. You want to look toward different things and grow as a person, both physically and mentally, and that'd be a great thing with you. Um, listeners, definitely look out because we'll probably do monthly sessions with Jonah where we have maybe a snippet of we jump on a Zoom call. You don't have to come over all the time because I, I you don't want to have to see Jimmy and I's face all the time. But we'll this have has you. Been fun. Yeah, I don't know what you're we'll have about. we'll have a snippet <laughs> or something of maybe. We'll, we'll figure out a name, but we'll have a thing monthly with you, and then we'll have, we'll both be part of our stuff, and you'll get to see Jimmy's uh, through athlete athlete for life program and see how he's going through it all, and then we'll get Jimmy running up and down the floor, and then we'll <laughs> and then everything will be good. So, oh, before I hop off, Jimmy, I, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I'm getting this before we hop on the group call on Sunday. But how do you feel so far, being almost two weeks in? I'll be honest. The first week, it was a struggle just because it was different. And I think my body kind of was in shock a little bit with everything that I was trying to do because, um, like I said, I've basically been told just eat as many calories as you can if you want to be stronger and and get bigger numbers on your lift because the more calories and the more 
energy that your body's able to pull from is different. But now getting all of the crap out of my system kind of sucked last week and I did not not doing my normal thing I think shocked me a little bit. And then this week I've I've gotten up every single morning to go on a walk before work. Last week I had a couple days where I decided that I needed to sleep in because I was just tired. Um, but now I'm starting to kind of get into a groove. And like I said, my cravings are going away. Um, the workouts are going great. I've been able to hit my step goal for the past few days, which is something that I was struggling with working from home. So it, it was a struggle at first, but I'm one of those people that always kind of likes to push past the struggle and see what it's like when I get through it. So it's been going well so far. I, I, I'll say that it's gotten better, and I've gotten better about the the program as well moving, moving forward. Love it, man. I, I think you'll love this story, Jeremy, because I got a funny story with Jimmy about his first time that he had to lose weight that when I met him. Oh, boy. Uh, we, oh, we, uh, so we had to cut weight when we were sixth grade, maybe? Seventh grade? What was I it? I think it was probably sixth grade. Sixth grade. And it was the day before um, weigh-ins. And he, we were, Jimmy had to be a single patch because he was a defensive end. Yeah. And and we couldn't have him being a double patch. We had too many double patches on the team. Too many double patches on the team. Yeah. So the double patch means you have to be on the line only. And Jimmy was a DN slash linebacker kind of on our defense, mm-hmm. and you couldn't he couldn't have that. So we the day before, his family and my family went to my favorite Italian restaurant of all time. And I remember specifically Jimmy sitting in the corner with a salad as the, all of our families were porking down meatball, homemade Italian food. And I remember that seeing that and feeling so bad. But I'm glad now that you're eating a little healthier and then that we'll never have to have that ever happen again. No, I'm, I'm going to make sure that I stay on this regimen so that when I go back – because I don't – I still haven't eaten at that restaurant. Actually, <laughs> all I had was a glass of ice water and, and the ice and, – and I kept having them bring ice chips because I'd rather eat those. But yeah, that was uh that wasn't necessarily a losing weight thing. That was a cutting weight thing. That's yeah. so. Oh, I'm so sorry. Cutting. I'm glad neither of us will ever have to do that again. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> no, no. I, I just got volunteered because I was the coach's kid. They were like, "That's why you're gonna be the one that has to be under your double patch." Oh man. You've been telling me to get bigger this whole time. What are you? <laughs> Fine. Yeah. I'll eat my salad in anger. <laughs> I think I maybe had like a slice of bread with butter on it. And and not on some ice chips. That's oh God, I'd blow my brains out. As 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 his dad is just taking a nice chicken parm and sat and having bread bread rolls, buttered bread rolls. And... I had dinner before this. Now I'm starving, <laughs> you <laughs> bastard. All <laughs> uh, right, we're we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you again for coming on. Oh, thank, thank you, you guys. Yeah. We're excited to continue to move forward. Have you back on? Because I know. We can talk about WWE oh, uh, another okay. time, comic books, because I know you're Wait, huge into maybe, that. Maybe need to have him on the film room reveal. Yeah, we could. Could I have, have a, him on there. We do a monthly movie podcast where we kind of just nerd out a little bit. And, and it was funny because one of the other guys on the network, we were just we were doing a, another show, and we hit, were like kindred spirits because I'm a super big movie nerd just uh-huh. all the way back. I love Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. I know they suck. They're not good, but I love them still. And it was kind of like, a, wow, you're a nerd. I'm a nerd. Let's get together and nerd out. So yeah, if you're interested, I'm yes. sure Carlos would be yes would be all for that. Yes. that would be a Zoom. So you could stay in your house with your husky, your wife. You know, it'll bring her next time. Yeah, I'm sure she could have come. I mean, I wouldn't have hated it at all. I, I love dogs. I mean, I'm not, I'm not against that at all. Everybody oh, okay. loves dogs and. 
when we get the Twitch thing up and running, we'll we'll be reaching out to you as well because I know you're you're into video games and all that kind of stuff. But I'm down with the sickness, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, lo- I love that pun. Like like you said, <laughs> like you said, follow uh, Jonah Mitchell underscore Fitness on Instagram. Follow F- at FEOTB Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and then share tag us when you're listening to the episode. So that we know that you listen to the episode and Jonah will give you a free consultation. If, and if you guys missed all the details and everything, we'll be posting that too on Instagram and Twitter too. So you'll probably be seeing this video. Just check the details. We'll have all that. And be with good. that, this has been the Far End of the Bench with Jonah Mitchell Fitness. We'll see you guys next week. Peace! When the night is cold and lonely This is a dollar bill was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them pipes and I made it a habit. Towing them pistols and serving them addicts. That was exciting to me. I'm so excited to be. Started with nothing, we had to inspire to be. Elephants again, head to me. I'm getting to it. Feel like the man, I got the plan. I call the shooters, they out with the van. Play with the squad, get piled like a sand. Piled like a perk, I'm going ham. I'm going crazy, I'm yeah, we sticking up for nigga. Let that move like I look a sand. I'm in the kitchen, compressing the bird. Take out a nine and I say.